What's up, dude? How are you? How was your week? It was, you know, not as crazy as last week, but it was still pretty crazy. Um, I feel like I got a new training program. So now I'm training uh, posterior and anterior. And then I have one leg day, like one like leg quad and leg day, like quad. It's quad and sorry, quad and delt day. So that's been okay. new. Like my back is torched because of it. Like, cause that baby needs to grow. Um, and I'm excited. I've been excited for this training program like all week. I'm just like getting, getting into the swing of things with like different pieces of equipment that I wasn't using before and learning, relearning the gym and how I'm going to flow through the gym. And these are, these are all things that are really important in your training too. Like you, you need to know the gym you're at. Like if you're consistently going to a gym, um, and how you're going to flow through it. Um, and so I've just been learning that. So I'm, I've been excited about that. I've been excited more about my progress this week than I have like been like hammered with just work. So that's been nice. That's awesome. No, totally agree. Like, I don't know how some people go to different gyms like all the time. I'm like, how the hell do you keep track of your progress? Like they're obviously not, but like it would stress (laughs) me out to go to a new gym every single week because you have to like get the setup of like a piece of equipment. And like, it can be a big mental game if you're not like, the same machine the same equipment same weights like every week like that's just that would mess me up mentally well yeah and like different machines feel different like that we have two leg presses at the facility i train at and one feels completely different than the other like so i i was trying to figure out this week which one do i want to use like and most people would just be like oh it's just a leg press but it's so important (laughs) it's so important especially when you're like you're progressively overloading, right? Like if it feels different on a different piece of equipment, when you progress your weights, like it's going to be different. So if I end up having to use the other leg press one week or there, I have to make sure I make a note, like I use a different leg press. Like, right. well, exactly. you know, that's, that's what you, that's paying attention to detail, right? Like, and so um, I've just been learning equipment in the facility I'm at. Plus it's a new facility that I'm training at. It's my work facility. So I'm not training in Rancho anymore. For right now, at least, while my schedule is just crazy. Um, so I can't train down here, but I can train up there. So I've been just learning the facility. And it. I should be learning my facility anyway since I oversee it, right? Like, I should probably know, like, every single <laughs> That's how – see, like, I'm not saying I don't love my job. I do love my job, but that's how much into coaching I am. Like, I'm just – it's, like, almost like my full-time job is, like, my side job. It's sad. Right. Like – but hopefully none of them are listening, but I still love my job guys. Like I just, yeah, coaching like takes over my whole life. <laughs> like so, Sometimes it's hard. Like it's hard to have that. But I was telling Mark, I was like, it just feels like coaching is my full-time job because not even, okay. It's not even that I give it more hours than I do for my full-time job. Cause I definitely give more hours in my full-time job, but what I'm thinking about is coaching. So it feels like, that's my full-time job. Like, right. because that's really like what takes up the space in my mind. And so like, I don't know if any of you listened to, I think it was episode two or three when we talked about passion and, and, and choosing your career based on what you're passionate about, like whatever spills, fills the space in your mind is what you need to go for. Um, and that's cause that's going to be your job. Like that's going to be the deciding factor on like what you're going to be happy doing for the rest of your life. So yeah, got deep right there. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm glad that things are going well, that wasn't as crazy, that your, your training is going really well. It seems like a new fire has been lit and that's awesome to see. Yeah, finally. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's been a mixed bag this week in terms of just everything that's going on. Like I was selected to be on the Excellence Cartel podcast, which is a huge yeah. honor. So I'm really hyped yeah. for that. Amazing. Yeah, super hyped to talk to them. Um, I have a potential job interview for a weight loss specialist at a local hospital where I live. So that's super exciting to have like another part-time job since coaching. I want it to be my full-time job, but I you know don't have the clients on my roster to you know support myself as a full-time job. So just you know having that extra income, you know being in a different environment where I can still kind of pursue the same education um, is really going to be beneficial. And I'm super excited about that. So I'm hoping I get that job um, and feeling better, even though I don't probably sound like I'm feeling better, um, feeling better from recovering from a sinus infection and a horrible poison ivy outbreak that I had to like <laughs> go to like the hospital for to get like a bunch of steroids. So I had to like be put on a topical and an oral steroid to just recover from it. But we're feeling better. So that's good. I'm so happy that you're feeling better. It's like, it, it's, it's so hard when things just happen and you're on a schedule, like either you're working or even like, I mean, even thinking about bodybuilding, like <clears throat> it, it's just, it's like a nuisance almost like a lot of times, like people get sick and they're like, Oh, I'll just stay home. Like, I'll just not do anything. And to you, it's like, no. No, like I, I want to like do things and I want to train. And I want to be optimal, but like, you got to chill out. You can't do it. Like, and it's like a nuisance to the work that you're putting in. Right. And it's almost like, you don't want that. Like you still want to be able to keep going. Like, like I have a day off tomorrow for labor day. And I was like, yes, I can focus on me and like my food and my training. And I don't need to like, have it compete with like the hours I have for my job. And then today I was like, maybe I should, even though I'm supposed to rest, maybe I should just train. Fuck it. Like, because now I have nothing in my way. Like, so life things can kind of feel like they're nuisances, <laughs> like even getting sick. So it's good that like, that's becoming like, you know, e like it's like an equal, it's coming down for you so that I, you're not like I absolutely super fucking annoyed because I'm right and like, I, just because you're sick, no I totally get what you're saying I mean just because you're sick doesn't mean like you get off your shit right it's like you stop training because duh like don't be that asshole that trains while you're sick but like you know you still eat your meals you still eat you know the, the food you're supposed to be eating and you get your steps in you just focus a bit more on recovery do some more gentle things but like nothing changes when you sit when you're sick like don't use that excuse to like oh if I fell off the wagon or oh I was sick so I didn't get my steps in like you can still walk inside or like walk where there are not people, you know, like it's not an excuse to get off your bullshit. Um, yeah, it's my like, opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you're right. Like um, there I was telling my friend, I said he he was asking me, like, what is the difference? Like, how do you keep going? You know, like because when I he's like, when I fall off like a day, like I feel like, oh, like I just can't do anything. And I was like, that's the, that's your problem. Like, that is your problem. Like, it has to be something that's in your mind, like, and that you you don't give up on yourself when some when one thing goes wrong. It's like, 
this, remember like the key is consistency. So consistency means that even if things aren't perfect, you're still thinking about it and it's still a goal in your mind. And that includes like when you're sick, like, yes, okay, if you are bedridden, then focus on just focus on sitting there. But that in itself is, is thinking about the goal in mind instead of getting up and trying to do a bunch of things, right? Like, so you're trying to make decisions based on like your progress. And, um, but even if things aren't perfect, so like for him, it was like my work day gets really crazy. And, um, and so sometimes I'll miss a meal. And then for the next two days, I miss all my meals because I missed one meal. And I was like, see, you got to get out of that. You got to get out of that. Like you got to move the fuck on. If you miss a meal, you miss a meal. And I mean, it's not okay. Don't, don't put it in your mind that, oh, it's okay. I missed a meal, but just learn from it and move on and then continue your consistency. Because the more you tell yourself that bullshit, like, oh, I messed up once. So let me mess up the rest of the days. That's what's killing you. It's not the one meal, you know, you, it could, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, like, I'm not saying it's okay to do that, but like in the grand scheme of things, one meal versus the three days that you said fuck it because of that one meal because you couldn't move on is really what killed you it's not the one meal that killed you so absolutely you know like you got to get over it and just move on and continue with your plan after and see it as a learning opportunity you know so amen (laughs) amen sorry you know (laughs) all right no you're so right you're so so right um yeah, 100%. But let's, I mean, that's not the topic today. Today we're talking about fats, like the good, yes. the bad, the ugly. Uh, but that was a good little like intro. <laughs> right. That was, if you aren't fired up for fats, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. We're about to no, you were fired, like, up. fired up for this. <laughs> You're like, I fuck Yo, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I took two sips of coffee and like, <laughs> I'm happy because I don't, I don't really drink caffeine anymore. So. That's a whole different. Well, we're gonna do another podcast on that, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Why don't you uh, dive us in because you uh, you were you got hyped for fats, or why don't you uh, introduce us to kind of like what we're talking <laughs> about? Let's just go. All right, so fats. Um, fats are amazing things. I love fats. Uh, these aren't anything that you. And I mean, in the bodybuilding world, like yes, we focus a lot on protein and carbs because those are the basic like building blocks of like muscle, like that's what you need. You need to focus on those things for building muscle and energy production from the muscle cell. But when it comes to fats, like fats are amazing and they help you with a a ton of things. Um, First of all, they, they store energy in your cells. Um, They, they, they make sure that you have cell membrane integrity. So meaning like the cell stays together. Um, They are important for the formation of sex hormones. So you need fats, like, especially when you're, if you're going through, well, even if you're not going through hormonal issues, like fats are going to be your focus um, when it comes to a lot of health things. Um, They're the building block for human tissues. So your, most of your body is, unless you're like, in prep, like most of your body is going to be like, um, fats, like, especially for, um, protection, uh, kind of for similar to like your skin sort of. Um, and it helps in the formation of bile production in the liver. All right. Um, so there's a, 
few types of fats um, that a lot of people kind of, they, when they think about fats, they think about HDL, LDL. Um, and so, you know, the, I do want to talk about the differences between HDL and LDL. Um, so HDL absorbs cholesterol and it carries this back to the liver for uh, flush from the body. So this is usually what we call like the good, um, the good fats, right? Um, and then we have LDLs, which transport cholesterol from the liver to other tissues in the body. Um, so these are two different functions. And a lot of times, like, well, not a lot of times, we want our HDL to be higher than our LDL or vice or not vice versa, but we want our HDL to be our main focus. Um, and really, when we think about HDL and LDL, there are two main types of cholesterols, but we don't necessarily want to focus on L. Uh, we want to focus on the size of LDL particles and HDL particles in the blood. Um, Ashley, do you want to have like a little tidbit on this? So really, like. We need context, right? Because everyone just focuses when they, they think of the word cholesterol, they kind of get spooked, right? So what we're talking about is like they're important for the formation of sex hormones and also helping in the formation of the bile of the liver. So like cholesterol is needed in the body. Like you can't have no cholesterol else you're not going to have, you know, your health. So the important thing to note here is when we're talking about HDL and LDL, good and bad cholesterol, it is important to discuss the context. It's really important to understand the particle size when it comes to determine your vascular disease. So if you have high LDL, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, yeah, it's not great, but what specifically is high? Is it like fluffy particles? Is it like small particles? Is it high um, glycated um, oxidized particles? Like, what is it? So you can actually do a lipid profile testing um, through life extension, there is an NMR um, lipid profile that can kind of tell you what those fat particles actually look like. And that way you can actually consider the oxidation and the glycation of your LDL, which is the, the bad news bears of the LDL world. So it's not just LDL as a whole, it's specific sizes and particles of LDL and that will really kind of help to determine that cardiovascular risk. So right. if your you know doctor just gets like a basic lipid page just has HDL, LDL, triglycerides and total cholesterol, like that's not necessarily telling you the whole story. Like you also want to take into consider like you know your fasting insulin, fasting blood glucose, you want to take into consideration um, you know, CRP and other like inflammation markers to get a better picture of what's going on in your body. Um, so not just taking like the basic cholesterol panel and like freaking out if like your cholesterol is through the roof, but it's like, if you have really great HDL, you know, and higher LDL, like I wouldn't freak out too much if everything else is like, if all your other ducks are in a row, like it's not going to be like the end of the world if you have like super high LDL, but there is context needed and you should look into that if you are nervous. You're right. So Lipid particles, like they float around the bloodstream in general. So we don't want to be afraid of them, like themselves. Um, 
but when they harden and oxidize is that's when things go south. And so that's why context matters um, because dense particles sticking to like the arterial walls is what we, what we don't want. Um, and there's a lot of factors that come with that. Like it could even be genetic. Like, so in that sense, like you want to be, you want to think about context when it comes to like your LDL and HDL ratio. Um, think of it as like LDL and HDL fats that oxidize easily and then fats that don't oxidize easily um, instead of just good and bad. So fats that are like inflammatory and then fats that like aren't inflammatory. So things that, that just think about those things. Um, it's not so much about the ratio. It's about like context and how the body is utilizing those fats. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other important roles of fats is like they do insulate and protect your vital organs. Like when you're not in prep, if you've noticed, like you're really freaking cold. And yes, that also has to do with like your thyroid, you know, down regulating. It's what it's doing. Like you're just not going to be producing as much um, T4 and T3. So you are going to be, you know, colder, but you also just don't have the fat to keep you warm and snuggly. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, it also helps the body to absorb um, the fat-soluble vitamins. So we're thinking vitamin K, A, D, and E. So fats are, you know, some vitamins just need fat to be absorbed, and those vitamins do need fat to be properly absorbed. So, so another important role of fat. I, I did have a question um, on my Instagram this week about the amount of fat needed for these vitamins for them to be absorbed optimally. And I just want to say that it's, you don't need to go overboard with the amount of fats that you ingest when you have these vitamins. Um, it, it, it's a negligible amount. Like I threw out a number like six, seven, eight grams, um, but it really shouldn't be too much. So like we don't, the more fats, like especially saturated fats and, um, just the, just the fats that you kind of want to avoid that we have in the diet, the more these vitamins are not absorbed, um, the more we don't utilize them. So just keep that in mind. Like, as long as you're like, I wouldn't overthink it, but I thought it was a great question. Um, yeah. I wouldn't overthink it because, you know, as long as you have a balanced diet, like as long as you are adding in uh, good fats, which we'll talk about um, later on to your diet, you don't need to overthink like the, the grams for your absorption of K, A, D, and E. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to put that out there. I had, that was an awesome question that this girl had asked. Um, so I just wanted to put out there, but you should be having like some type of fat with your meal when you are taking vitamins like that. Um, because it's, right, gonna so help it's not like, yeah, it's not like you need to be taking your like multi, your morpho multi, and then having like two tablespoons of olive oil. Like, like that's excessive. Like you don't need to do that. No. Exactly. It's just a negligible amount. <laughs> Absolutely. And then two kind of like keynotes just to finish off the importance of fat. It's, they also help to act as messengers that control like growth, immune function, reproduction, um, basic m metabolism. And then it's also important in brain development, especially like um, as a fetus, like, you know, you want to make sure that like during pregnancy that you are getting like good omega threes. So therefore you're, baby's brain can develop properly because your brain is like pretty that is pretty important for the brain especially right i mean i don't know if you noticed um i mean in general when you're in prep 
your your calories are low, so you're not thinking about reproducing. But a lot of that has to do with your fats being a lot lower. Um, and so your body's like, fuck that. Uh, I don't have any... I don't have any energy to really think about hormone function right now. Um, and so that has a lot to do with the basic basic um, prep feels and just your fats being a lot lower than normal, especially in women. Um, we need fat, right? Like we need fat to reproduce and we need fat to function properly, like and to be healthy. Um, we use fat as a protective mechanism for hormones but then also like to have babies to to be able to bear a baby um so that's important for us to remember too like our just in general like our body fat levels are higher for that reason so we should love fats absolutely love it and you love it on you just not too much yeah (laughs) and also not too little Um, no that's a really good point yeah so yeah, so now we're going to dive into kind of like the types of fats. And we were kind of already talking about, Britt was talking about earlier, um, like the saturated fats. And like saturated fats are given a pretty bad rap. And then granted, like usually in the context, saturated fat is considered bad when it comes to like population of America. Like the majority of the population is going to be overweight to obese and is going to be suffering from like a lot of like metabolic syndrome markers. And in that context, like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend a high saturated fat diet, but like saturated fat in and of itself is not awful for you. It's just, you need it in limited quantities. Like it's, it's like important in some cases, but it's again, the devil of fats, like trans fats, the devil of fats. If you want to give like a, a really bad, like, you know, label for any type of fat, that would be trans fat oversaturated. When we're thinking about fats, you know, also unsaturated. So when we think unsaturated, we're just talking about, you know, the, the double bonds, whether, whether or not they have them or where they're at. So with monounsaturated, like these are going to be fats that are liquid at room temperature because they have um, the, that double bond resulting in two fewer hydrogen atoms. And these sources, we're thinking about olive oil, avocados, most nuts as well um and it's also important to remember that when we're talking about fat sources like fat sources have both fats in them like most fats are going to have like monounsaturated polyunsaturated just regular plain saturated it's just the ratio so olive oil avocados and again most nuts are just going to be higher in that monounsaturated fatty acids which is why those are really great to have in the diet you know, and then we go into polyunsaturated, and they are going to have two or more dons, you know, in each carbon, hence the poly. Um, and these are where, you know, you're thinking, okay, your omega-3s and your omega-6s. So the omega-3s, there are three different types, and we're sure you've heard of them, but we're still going to run through them anyway. So we're thinking about those EPA and DHA, and no, I'm not going to pronounce the full names because I'm going to butcher them and it's just going to be just not a good time. Um, but those sources, we're thinking of like fatty fish. So like our salmon, mackerel, sardines, they are going to be some in flaxseed and walnuts, um, but mostly it's going to be ALA. And ALA is pretty prominent in the diet because it's found on land plants. Um, but unfortunately, the body doesn't have a great 
it's not super great at converting the ALA to the EPA and DHEA, which is what we need. So our body only really converts like two to 10%, which has been cited in studies. Um, so that conversion rate is kind of sucky. So you wanna make sure that the sources of omega-3s that you're getting are that EPA and DHA. And if you're not a fish person or you know whatever your issue is with salmon, um, can't relate, but just, just do yourself a favor, Go to morphogennutrition.com, get the Morph Omega, take eight caps a day, and you'll be solid. Like, that's going to be a great way for you to get those omega-3s in. Um, not going to have, like, a big fishy aftertaste if you're, you just can't taste the, if you can't stand, like, the taste of fish. So, you'll cover your basis. It'll really help to reduce that inflammation, reduce blood pressure, raise that HDL, again, that good cholesterol, and it can also help to um, lower triglycerides as well. Right. And it's, I mean, it's worth it to get, a really like we already said I feel like the only the only omega-3 supplement that I'm gonna purchase is gonna be morphogen nutrition mm-hmm. um with fish oil like if you were purchasing it not from morphogen um it's primarily a PUFA which is polyunsaturated um so just make sure that you buy the right source um steer clear of fish oil that is like in a clear bottle um it's been sitting in like light um it's likely to have gone rancid so just don't do that um and you can also like see if your fish oil has gone rancid um you can literally look at it and you know like that there's something wrong with it it like might start growing like dark it's like it's like a little dark uh like paste um, and it it just lets you know that your fish oil is bad and you shouldn't, but you shouldn't be purchasing anything in a light bottle anyway, like where light can go into it. Um, so just keep that in mind. But really, you should just go with morphogen because there's no, yes. there's none of that. Do yourself a favor. It's powdered, so it's not, you can't oxidize or go rancid in powdered form. You know, you could risk it and try to get like a krill oil because that tends to be a little bit safer. But again, like you don't know the manufacturing, you don't know the transportation and you don't know the long-term storage either. So like, I just, I don't know, like if you, the whole point of taking an omega-3 is to reduce inflammation and reduce the oxidation. But if you're already putting in an oxidized and rancid fish oil, like you're literally undoing what you're trying to prevent. You're like shooting yourself in the foot and you're wasting money. So just Oof. don't like just, yourself just twice. Oof. Yeah, just pay for the more expensive thing. Like, and it's really not more expensive because it's actually benefiting you. So you're not yeah. wasting money. <laughs> so make sure you do that. But if you are gonna try to do that, just know how to do it. Um, but you should really just purchase something that's just good for you. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, then the last uh, polyunsaturated is that omega-6, which the American diet, I forget what the ratio, oh, that's been cited in literature, but the ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s in the American diet is atrocious. Like, we get so many omega-6s, and it's not that it's an inherently bad fat, but because in the amount, again, context, the amount is so high, you know, this fat is a pro-inflammatory fat. So it's something that needs to be limited in consumption just because of the of how it can be easily oxidized and because of the markers that it has. So, you know, again, all inflammation is not bad, right? Like we need inflammation so we can repair from said inflammation and get better, get stronger, get healthier. So it's just if it's being, you know, a water fountain versus a fire hose, like we just need the right ratios, which is why, you know, 
a lot of the omega sixes are going to be found in a lot of plants sources and things like you know canola oil, soy oil, corn oil, things that are mostly like deep fried or whatever. Like that's not a great thing to be consuming, like on a on a daily basis, but you know, especially just like. Moderation is going to be something that's really important here with those omega sixes. Yes, and again, key moderation. Like we're not telling you, like no, never do it, but just moderation. Like just be aware. Exactly. Like I don't have any of those oils that I just mentioned in my like house. Like all of my like oils are either avocado oil, olive mm-hmm. oil, flaxseed oil. Um, I, think I also have coconut oil. But, like, mm-hmm. if you have, like, you know, a processed good or two that has, like, those oils in them, like, have them occasionally. Like, we're not saying, like, don't live life because you can live life. Yeah. Um, but don't just be, like, going hog wild with it by any means. Yeah, just don't. Like, I, I agree. I, I don't have any of those oils in my pantry. It's all, like, olive oil, um, avocado oil, coconut. I also have coconut oil. So, and yeah, these are more expensive things. Again, like you get, these are more expensive things. Like you're not going to go to the freaking store and find it for a dollar. Um, but if again, you do like, question it, <laughs> you question it, just, just, um, just like you get what you pay for y'all. Like you don't, you're, you're paying to like invest in yourself and invest in your health. So like, don't see the the olive oil and it's like, you think it looks super expensive, but in in the grand scheme of things, it's helping you in the long term in your life. Because um, I know that that's, a, that's another thing. It's like, oh, oil is oil. If I can get freaking canola oil for $1.50, then I'm going to get that. But it's like, it's not just oil. It's very different. So please just like think about that and think about like why, why you're even listening to this podcast in the first place. <laughs> and um yeah. So. Right. And something I want to add that just popped into my mind, and I actually learned this from Chris Bumstead of all people. I was watching a YouTube video and he was talking about his favorite spray oils. And apparently there are some spray oils that will like advertise like on the can, like, oh, this is olive oil. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at the ingredients, the first ingredient is canola oil followed by mm-hmm. olive oil. So like if you're doing those like, like Pam sprays, like read the ingredients, like understand that one, like that spray can has calories in it because there are nine calories per gram of fat. So even if it's like a second spray or whatever, like the nutrition label says, like you're still adding calories to that meal. Um, so they should be tracked if you're in prep, um, or at least be mindful of it when you're not in prep. But one, they have calories. And two, make sure that if you were buying something that says olive oil, that it's explicitly olive oil or avocado oil that they're not also sneaking in canola oil too because again you want to avoid that fat right and don't we love chris bumstead like he is an I angel mean, like I, I adore him <laughs> he is just he's amazing like he grew let's pause on fats but chris bumstead like really grew on me like he like when I first saw him, I was like, oh, like, oh, he's just a tall dude. He looks good. He's very handsome, whatever. And then like mm-hmm. last year and even this year, like he's just like grown into like this dope ass athlete and just like a dope, like representative of bodybuilding. So Chris Bum said, you're probably not listening to this, but fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> but, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, shout out to Chris Bumstead on that little tidbit because honestly, I wouldn't even have thought to like look at it. Like the marketing would have done its job. I would have been like, oh, olive oil spray added to the car without even like reading it because it's just right. like, oh, it's olive oil. But God, he's so smart, but, dude. Yeah, and then we're <laughs> smart. Um, or just like make your own. Like I don't know how hard that is, but I feel like you could probably like put oil in like a spray bottle and just do it yourself. But I don't know yeah, this the way my mind works. But lastly, the last fat that you just do not under any circumstance consume this, the trans fat. So the reason why it's trans is it's, it's a phylogenation which turns this un, once unsaturated fat into a saturated fat and it makes it solid to prevent rancidity. And essentially it's just a chemistry manipulation to make whatever it is more shelf stable so these are going to be your processed goods so like when you're shopping at the grocery store you're most likely going to get the trans fatty item in the aisles in the middle of the store because all of those guys are on shelves and they're uber processed and they just want to make sure whatever's on that shelf can stay on that shelf survive the apocalypse and stay there as long as possible without going rancid so they use trans fats to do that and this will increase that ldl and decrease that HDL so just don't just just do it this isn't even like a moderation deal this is just like just, don't do it just like don't like <laughs> if it this is one of the things where it's like oh like just stay away from it um not good for you not worth your time not worth your money not worth uh mm -hmm. risking just not worth it they will increase your ldl and decrease hdl period point blank period so yes all right News so so, <laughs> so fat selection and preparation so application to your diet um so you want to avoid cooking with oils uh with a low smoke point because they can be oxidized easily and become unstable um for me, like, I'm not even gonna lie to you, like, I don't be cooking, I just pour stuff on my food, or I eat it, like, as is, so I don't do this, I don't really cook with my oil, um, but, yeah, this, I think, uh, Ashley's a better cook than I am, so, but I'll just, like, pour I don't know if I have a better cook, but I do cook, <laughs> um, no, no it's, just, it's something that I like to do. It's a way to express myself and like my, my love for my <laughs> husband. And like I grew up cooking and I grew up baking. And so like what was in my pantry as a kid was vegetable oil and canola oil. So we definitely have made a huge, huge improvement there. But you know, when it is gonna like avocado oil, because avocado oil actually has like a high smoke point. Um, I don't cook with olive oil. Um, I know you can lightly saute it, but mm. It's just has such a low smoke point that like you go above a certain degree mark and as soon as you see it smoking you're done so like i would rather drizzle some shit like what i've been doing right now that i have been fucking hard with is rice cakes i put olive oil on it and a bunch of herbs and so i don't know if y'all have ever been to carabas but my family was a huge carabas like person it's like this italian restaurant and they always have like bread and oil i fucked so hard with that when i was a kid and like obviously now I don't want that. I want something very similar. So, like, again, rice cakes, olive oil, and, like, basil, thyme, 
and oregano and man that is so good and i have to like put eggs on top as well like over easy the eggs it is fire it is so freaking good for this look at you <laughs> i know it's like it's so yeah. good like i i'm usually not excited for stuff like that but like it is so good <laughs> yes yeah, i don't even i don't even think like that i just i will eat this I don't know why I, it was funny because this is off topic, What I used to, I used to kind of cook, like I used to be good at that. Like, but I just stopped. Like, I just can't even, I don't care anymore. I remember, uh, Tony was, he sauteed his chicken. He was sauteing his chicken and he put, um, like G butter in it or butter in it. And he was like, so excited. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, just gonna warm it up in the microwave. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still use the microwave, but like, I'm trying to do this thing where like every single meal is a different protein source. So therefore, like, you know, for eggs, like, yeah, I have a nonstick griddle that I use, and I try not to cook with oil as much as possible. I like to just drizzle it, just as a preference. But I try to make the base meals the same, but have different protein sources. And so sometimes that just means yeah. different cooking methods because I'm not co cooking raw turkey in the microwave. That's just no, like, no, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'll just prep it in bulk and then I'll add whatever I need to onto it. So that's, that's it. Like, that's the extent to my cooking right now, at least. Um, I see. I see. But for those of you that but, do want to cook with oil, like ghee, yeah. butter, red palm oil, beef tallow, pork lard, chicken and duck fat, those are going to be much more stable for frying and baking because they have a very high smoke point if you want to do light sauteing you can use olive oil avocado oil and sesame oil but we're talking like very light sauteing um oils like almond flax pumpkin walnut um again olive oil to an extent um you just want to avoid cooking those because they have a very low smoke point and it's just not it's not worth you know exposing it to oxidation and becoming unstable um and the, the fats to avoid like, again, we're thinking canola, soybean, corn, vegetable, partially hydrogenated fats, you know, stuff like that, because those oils are super unstable. You know, you risk oxidation, and that's just going to be contributing to that pro-inflammation and disease risk. And that's obviously the whole point of what we're trying to reverse and avoid in the right. first place. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know what I just learned right now? It's not pronounced G butter. It's ghee. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I've, I always heard ghee. That's, I've, I've I always heard it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. So I just thought it was G. Like, I don't think I've. It's like, like GIF or GIF. <laughs> I've just read about it. So I just had seen it at the store. So I was like, oh, it's G. It's G butter. Well, to Brittany, it's G butter. Like, I didn't know it was ghee. Um, but that's funny. I'm it can be whatever okay. you want it to be. <laughs> uh, it's going to be G butter because I think it sounds cool. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, dietary recommended intake is 20 to 35% of total calories from fat. Um, so if you have 100% of your total daily intake, um, your recommended would be 20 to 30% of your diet should be fats. That's what that means. And they should be primarily our are fats that aren't trans fats <laughs> so um you may if you are focusing on like health and hormonal health you may 
need to increase, like in special cases, um, and less may be needed for special cases like bile duct issues and things like that. So mm-hmm. it really just mm-hmm. depends. Which on all of that can be assessed with like blood work and stuff. And obviously, if you know you have amenorrhea because you haven't been having a menstrual cycle and you're not pregnant, like obviously, like blood work can kind of tell you, and also like stool samples can tell you like what's going yeah. on. So like if you're looking right and you have a high fat diet that's probably your body's way of saying yo i can't handle this so just like pay attention to like biofeedback digestion blood work because that can really help determine like how you need to manipulate your diet for yourself yeah if your if your stool floats um it's common but it it might say like it might be that you are not digesting like fats very well. So just be aware of that too. Like if it like is, if it, if you want to really look at your stool, like when it comes to um, how you're processing foods, like even your other foods, like stools can tell you a lot. Um, So be mindful of that too. Absolutely. Not the most pleasant thing to think about and end on, but I mean, it's It's important. It tells you, it tells you quite a lot. But thank you guys so much for listening. This is our 10th episode, I think. So we're checking along here. That's great. Um, Next week, we'll finish up our series and talk about carbohydrates. And then I think we're going to talk about having some guests on, which is going to be really, really exciting for us. Yeah, so it won't just be us pulling shit out of our ass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. But it'll be us. No. It'll be someone else cooler no. than us. Yeah, it'll, it'll, I mean, we're cool, but I think that uh, we, we definitely will have some fun, like having some guests on. So that'll, I, we want to make sure that these are fun and they don't add stress um, to our lives and just bring knowledge to your life. So um, I think having more people on and just like, you know, doing that, it'll, it'll make this podcast that much better. And like, we get so I I just want to say this like we get mentioned for this podcast like multiple times a week and I didn't expect that that was going to happen like and I just want to say like thanks for like listening and like just being avid listeners for those of you that do this like or that listen and like reach out and they're like oh you're like oh I listened to episode five today and it, it like I learned x y and z like we really like hearing about that like we really like hearing what you learned and what you liked so that we can keep doing that and then obviously we're looking for ways to improve but your feedback really matters so and we weren't expecting that again we were just doing this for fun like and then it ended up being something that is growing and it, it makes us so happy so. It does. It really does. It's, it's so humbling because, like, there'll be people that, like, I have no idea who they are. They'll reach out and be like, oh, where can I listen to you? I'm like, oh, shit, like, you're a real person. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. So it's so awesome. It's so yeah, awesome. It's, so cool. it's like, it just, yeah, keep doing that, y'all, because that, that really helps us. So Exactly. But we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We will catch time. Yes.